Book one in the Sophie Hardy saga, Sophie Hardy and the Internet Implant, is now available to buy from Amazon in paperback, hardback or downloadable in Kindle form. If you would like to purchase any of these, then either search on Amazon or visit our website, www.sophiehardysaga.com. Sophie Hardy and the Internet Implant by M.R. Dale Narrated by Leona Hall Chapter 23 Not as wrong as they thought It was Friday morning. Sophie, Yasmin and Clara all met up early outside Sophie's flat. Together, with the help of Miss Sissons, they were going to give Mr Houghton the grilling of a lifetime. Trying to provoke them into questioning King like that was a step too far in Clara's eyes. King had looked after her while she'd been in training and she wasn't going to let anyone bad mouth or try and start rumours about him. The girls walked to school with a spring in their step. Yasmin and Sophie had had their lives flipped upside down and were both brimming with confidence. Clara walked with more of an air of determination. She was back and looked all set to turn school on its head. The sun had risen and was shining down on the trio as they made their way to school for an early start. They had arranged to meet Miss Sissons at school early so they could get to Mr Houghton before school started to avoid a scene. Nerves started to run through Sophie as they rounded the corner to school and the hedgerow around the field where it all started came into view. Unlike Tuesday, it was completely sparse today. The silence of the village resonated on the girls and they took a deep breath as they continued their journey around the edge and set off up the drive. Ready? Clara asked. Of course, Yasmin replied, all ready to go storming into school. Before she could set off though, Sophie heard someone shouting her name from behind her. She turned and noticed a figure running towards them wearing a lavender school uniform. The voice repeated its shouts and it became clear that running towards them was Katie. As she got closer, Sophie noticed that her hair was a mess, her uniform was a state and she looked exhausted. Sophie, I have to talk to you, Katie staggered. We can't right now, Yasmin replied. Katie looked slowly at Clara and gave her an evil stare. This upset Sophie because Clara and Katie had been really good friends before Clara had disappeared, but Katie's feelings that Clara was yet another person who'd abandoned her was too much to get over just yet. Of course, Clara would be unable to tell Katie the truth, so they were caught between a rock and a hard place for now. But this can't wait. I have to tell you something. Katie was beginning to panic. Sophie was torn. Yes, Katie was quiet and slightly odd, but she'd never made a scene like this. She must have something vital to say, but right now there was the threat of the Earth being sent into chaos with vengeful mythical creatures and aliens about to invade the planet. Katie would have to wait, as much as it upset Sophie. Find us a break, Sophie said, trying desperately to calm her friend. But, Katie started to argue, but then looked at the three girls and saw there was no way she was going to change their minds. Oh, forget it then. I tried. Katie huffed and stormed off in the opposite direction away from school. What do you think she wanted? Sophie asked nobody in particular. Probably something about her mum and how unhappy she is. Nothing that can't wait until break time, Yasmin said, shrugging off Katie's desperation. Whereas Sophie furrowed her brow, she wasn't convinced that was it. Come on, said Clara, who had moved on towards the school driveway. In the car park, the three of them caught sight of Miss Sissons. She stood there in one of her blouses and black trousers. The sun shone on her glasses, meaning that at first they couldn't see her eyes, but as the three got closer, they could see that she had the same look of determination in her eyes that the others had. Respect came over the three of them. Seeing Miss Sissons as their teacher seemed to feel completely different to seeing Miss Sissons the shadow agent. Clara felt less like the boss in this environment, and so Miss Sissons led the discussion. What's all this about then, girls? Mr King just told me to meet you here before school. If you would open your messages, you'd know, said Clara, straight away failing on the respect. 
Miss Sissons pointed at her and warned her to watch it as they were at school now. Sophie looked around the car park again and spotted Mr Houghton's car. He was here already. The only other person around was Mrs Tabard and she was in the canteen cooking the dinners and so wouldn't be a distraction. This was their moment. With Miss Sissons leading the way, the three girls followed her into school and marched down the corridor towards Mr Houghton's office. Excited at the prospect of dramatically knocking on the door and swinging it open in a display of power, Clara was disappointed when, a few metres away from the door, Mr Houghton came out of his office and gestured for them all to come in. It caught them off guard. Clearly, Mr Houghton had been expecting them and this seemed to be all part of his plan. Without saying a word between them, the three girls and Miss Sissons sat themselves down in Mr Houghton's office. Closing the door behind them, Mr Houghton sat on his taller chair to give himself an even stronger sense of power and control. Hello, Clara. Welcome back. Mr Houghton was talking with a sense of ownership, like everything was going the way he wanted it to. Clara didn't reply and just glared at him. OK, not in a talkative mood. Neither would anyone be after six months of... Mr Houghton stopped himself mid-sentence and decided not to finish it as Clara knew exactly what he was talking about. Clara shuffled in her chair. Mr Houghton was getting to her, but she was doing incredibly well to hide it. Where are my agents then? Mr Houghton asked with a strong sense of sincerity in his voice, like he actually cared and didn't know where any of them were. I take it you've asked King and he has told you to come and let me know. Yasmin was the first to bite. Why don't you know? I, sorry, we... Don't know. They were uploaded by Miss Sissons in the departure, but lost somewhere. Miss Sissons bowed her head. It never got any easier to hear how it was her mistake that had lost all the agents, and hearing a child say it was somehow even worse. Sophie was still baffled. To the best of her knowledge, the agents had been uploaded as part of the departure, and nobody had any idea where they were. Why was there even a discussion about somebody knowing where they were? Mr Houghton tutted and smiled to himself. He then shook his head as if he was being told something he already knew not to be true. Think this through, Yasmin. Why would I know where they are? If I knew where they were, I would find them, get them out, and I'd be setting up an agency of my own. I haven't hidden them away or ruined their lives. They could be a massive use to me. Sissons, you have a stronger interest than most for finding them. Is it your... Mr Houghton was cut off by Miss Sissons partway through. Don't you say another word. Miss Sissons was angry, and she slammed her hands down on the arms of the chair. Have they not messaged you? Not even your... You know who. Mr Houghton was toying with Miss Sissons. He had found a way to make her angry, and that gave Mr Houghton the upper hand. I can't look. Miss Sissons interrupted with a mumbled response. Mr Houghton laughed at this and simply asked, Why not? If I'm right, then they won't hate you. They'd be calling out for help. If Clara can find a way to hack into the system to get a message to Sophie, then who knows? They might have found a way to relay where they are. Open your messages, Sophie said without thinking it through any more than she needed to. Everything that Mr Houghton was saying was correct. It was time for Miss Sissons to see if any of them had managed to relay a position to her. Miss Sissons looked at her with a look of resignation on her face, like she already knew what she had to do. If they are all abuse and horrible, then you can shut them down straight away. If, though, Mr Houghton is right then there might be a lot of people who we can help. Sophie said as sincerely as she could, as she could see her teacher was struggling. Miss Sissons shook nervously, but nodded reluctantly. The weight that had been weighing her down since her darkest day all those years ago was about to be either lifted or pushed down even further. 
she had spent years thinking she had lost the lives of all those people who wanted no more than to get some credit. For years she was convinced that she had done the right thing, but within the last few minutes, Mr Houghton had made her doubt herself and manipulated her into doing the one thing she swore she would never do. She couldn't think about it any longer and zoned out in front of everyone to check her messages. Clara gasped as she did so. She had most definitely not expected her to do it. She knew exactly how tough this was going to be for her. Opening her message folder, Miss Sissons was met with a blank screen which simply read, No new messages. That's odd, she thought to herself. But then, the screen started to light up as the messages flooded in. Within about a second, the display had changed to 11,000 and kept climbing. Miss Sissons paused the arrival of messages and scrolled through them. They were all the names she recognised. As she scrolled through the content of the messages, it became obvious that they'd been doctored and edited so that they couldn't be read. Message after message was blacked out. Someone had tampered with them so that even Miss Sissons was unable to read the messages and she wouldn't know what to do with them as she couldn't read them. Eventually, she found one that was so short it either hadn't been noticed or the corrupter assumed it didn't have anything that needed censoring. Samantha Robertson, a top agent who had saved the world many times and one of her closest friends. The subject of the message read help. Don't trust King. Art. Get us out. She unpaused the arrival of the new ones and allowed all of them to flow through. Eventually, the final figure ended up at 20,683. They all said the same thing. They needed help and they needed it soon, but she couldn't tell where they were because the messages were blanked out, except that one. Checking the date on the messages, they were all from about ten years ago. She checked the dates on the most recent ones. They had become a lot fewer and further between, as agents had clearly given up hope of being rescued. One name, though, kept appearing more than any other. Cole. Miss Sissons weighed it up, but decided she couldn't bring herself to read any of his right now. It would simply be too difficult. Later on, she thought to herself, and she zoned back into Mr Houghton's office. I'm right, aren't I? Mr Houghton said smugly, rocking back on his chair. They all know where they are. Miss Sissons nodded. But they've been edited and blacked out, so I can't read them. She then forwarded the one from Samantha that hadn't been to the imposing her teacher. King, Mr Houghton said, he knows where they are. Girls, we have to go to Shadow, right now, Miss Sissons said without flinching. Seeing how straight-faced and shaken Miss Sissons was, the girls all just agreed there and then that it was the right thing to do. And I'm coming too, Mr Houghton said confidently. Clara couldn't quite believe what she heard and so scoffed at Mr Houghton's idea. Miss Sissons looked at Clara to reassure her and nodded in agreement with her nemesis. You aren't serious, Clara screeched in a state of disbelief. He was right, Clara. Mr King has their consciences locked up somewhere at Shadow. The messages show that. Mr Nathan has earned the right to come with us. He will be zoning in anyway. There's too much at stake for him to try anything. Clara pursed her lips and shook her head before she zoned out. Yasmin and Miss Sissons followed, leaving Sophie and Mr Houghton as the last ones. Sophie looked at Mr Houghton before she zoned out. He was smirking on one side of his face and his eyes had lit up, like the time Sophie had left his office when he'd asked about Clara. Sophie knew he wasn't playing an honest game, but she couldn't prove otherwise. She had to go along with it. She didn't trust Mr Houghton at all, now that she had seen him with that look. A few minutes ago, she had been questioning Mr King's trustworthiness. Now she was leading the other way. To say that she was torn on who to follow and who to have faith in would be an understatement. Before zoning out, she took one last look around Mr Houghton's office. The last thing she saw was the photo on his desk of him with his wife and son. The 
the Sophie Hardy saga was written and produced by Emma Dale and narrated and produced by Leona Hall. If you enjoyed it and would like to continue to follow the adventures of Sophie and her friends in coming episodes, then please subscribe through one of the many podcast providers out there. The links for each of these can be found on our website. If you require more information, visit our many social media channels or if you would like to purchase a hard copy of the book, then be sure to check out www.sophiehardysaga.com. Thank you for listening and we hope you enjoy. Enjoy.